Hello and welcome to the Inner Know podcast with Janelle Bridge, where we talk about everything spiritual development. Let's go. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to my podcast. I've got a funny one for you today. I'm actually getting ready <laughs> to go to my husband's birthday that he doesn't know about, which has been so fucking stressful. I don't know how people have double lives or like have sneaky secrets because this is stressful, right? Anyway, was chatting to Dan about a certain subject today and he's like, you should tell that story on your podcast. He probably just wanted me to leave him alone and stop talking about it. But I was like, you know what? I should. So what we're going to talk about today is that you will never be enough for certain people. Some people, you could give someone the world and they might look at you and be like, no, thanks, not enough you might be too much for others. So it's so important to bring our integrity check back to ourselves. How do I feel I did? How do I feel I behaved? How do I feel I acted there? Was I in integrity? Now, this is a funny story. I find it funny because it has so many twists and turns, but let me lay down some foundational background for you. So I've been a marriage celebrant for 12 years. Um, I did it full time, uh, raising my kids up until when they went to school was my full time gig. And it really was like it was my first business success and it took off so epically and it was just so aligned and loved it so much, right? Still registered, still certified. I only do friends and family. It's, you know, my weekends are really sacred. Anyway, (laughs) um, I'm digressing, but I have the best reputation as a marriage celebrant. I had hundreds and hundreds of five-star reviews, um, so many repeat clients, uh, as in like family members, but also people who got divorced and came back. as awkward as that is, right? But anyway, there was a girl that I went to school with. I was not friends with her. She was in a different class. I knew of her. People were a bit mean to her at school, Um, but I had never been mean to her, but I did kind of feel a bit sorry for her. Anyway, and I definitely wasn't a perfect teenager, so this is not me being like, oh, I was never one of those mean girls because that most likely was to to many people. Teenagers are, right? Um, Anyway, she's messaged me. She said, how much for a wedding celebrant, you know, how much for the wedding celebrant female love? Um, we really want a wedding, but we're tossing up going to the registry to get married because we can't really afford it. The registry is $360. We don't really want to do that, but blah, 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 blah. Now I was feeling so abundant and in so much overflow at the time. I was charging, I think $850 for a wedding and I had one booked in on that day already. And I said, Hey, look, I've got one booked in on that day, but how about I do a wedding for you at the fee that the registry office is doing it? How about I do that for you? I can feel how much you want a personalized ceremony and I love what I do and I already have a wedding on that day. So if you can do one in the morning, let's do it for that discounted fee. And she was like, oh my God, you're so amazing. Are you sure? Thank you so much. I was like, yeah. And I felt so good about it, right? Anyway, went to their house for a wedding appointment. So I used to go to the couple's house and meet them and, you know, find out what kind of ceremony they wanted, get a feel for who they were and give them the paperwork, get them to fill it out and get it back to me. So they filled out what's called the notice of intended marriage. We filled that out together. And um, I gave that I run through the questionnaire. So I used to print off like it was quite a chunky, maybe 35 page bound book on choosing ceremony, uh, writing your questions and allowing me to kind of really cultivate the most beautiful personalized ceremony possible. It was what I prided myself on. Anyway, left. It was great. I was like, oh, I feel so good giving back to them. Anyway. A week later, I've lost my ceremony book. I was like, okay, no worries. I'll bring you another one. I did eye roll. Of course I did on the phone. Um, dropped off another one. Three weeks later, hey, we've lost that book again. Is there any chance we can get another one? And I was like, 
see if it turns up and let me know. Like it's a bit of a pain to create these books. Right? Dropped it off. So I, I dropped off three hard copies. They they all got lost. And then there was an email. I reckon we're maybe nine weeks in an email. Hey, look, so sorry. We've moved. I've lost the paperwork again. I was like, oh, my God. So I'm going to email to you, honey, so you've got it on your phone, you know. But in my head I was like, what the fuck is going on here with this person? Getting a bit frustrated by now. Um, so it was emailed a few times. I don't know why, but it was emailed a few times. Anyway, um, we got to about, I reckon, three weeks before the wedding ceremony and the bride called me and I was like oh gosh because she was getting to be really difficult and it's always the way it's always when you think I'll do this one this will be easy let me give back to them and it's always the way that you just go oh my god and I gave this person a discount right <laughs> she called me and she said look I've got something to tell you it's like yeah babe, no worries what, what's up she said the person that I'm marrying and this was pre-same-sex marriage being approved the person that I'm marrying is actually a female. She's transitioning to a male, but the doctor hasn't signed off on the certificate yet, which is the reassigning of the gender. And then that has to go to birth and marriages to issue a birth certificate in the sex of male, in the gender of male, so that we can get married. But it takes four weeks for birth and marriages to do that and my doctor hasn't done and the doctor hasn't done it yet and we're three weeks out. And I was like what the fuck? I was so baffled, right? And I am absolutely pro to consenting adults getting married. I marched for it. I'm here for it. I love it. I love love. If you're an adult and you want to marry another adult, fucking go for it. Yeah. But this was pre-approval of same-sex marriage laws, which meant that without those documents, I couldn't legally marry them. I couldn't do it. And I felt for them. And straight away I kind of went, I, I was like, am I being punked? Because this is really weird. Not weird the situation. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. Weird that you're spreading this on me two weeks out from the wedding when we've been liaising for 12 months together. Um, but then I kind of was like, okay, maybe there was some embarrassment or shame and maybe I'm not approachable enough. So it kind of brought it back on me. And so I ended up harassing. I said, you get that signed off by your doctor as soon as possible and I will harass and harass and harass and harass and harass birth certificate marriages to get this birth certificate to you. I said, worst case scenario, I will show up. I will officiate your ceremony and then I will come back at a later date and I will, you know, legalise the marriage when we're able to, when we have that those documents that's the best I can do. There'll be no extra charge. I won't make it obvious to your guests. Now, as a marriage celebrant, we actually have to specify if someone's not legally getting married because, as you can imagine, as a guest, you're there on the day. Um, you're witnessing two people joining their lives forever and it doesn't feel very good if that wasn't actually a real ma marriage. So there's words that we have to say. And I was kind of like, oh, God, like, where's the leeway on this? Like, what can I do where I'm not going to break the law or not going to lose my accreditation, but how can I do this? How can I make this happen? Because I felt for them and genuinely I'm I'm like these people should get married regardless of their sex it doesn't fucking matter right um so it was really stressful anyway birthdays and marriages if anyone here has ever followed up something birthdays and marriages you will know that it's the most stressful time consuming smashing your head against a brick wall thing i fucking hate it it's one of the reasons that i don't do weddings anymore because they are useless sorry guys you are anyway i harassed and harassed and harassed and harassed and harassed and harassed and i actually ended up like putting in a complaint and getting through to a manager and having that manager's contact details. Can we get it? Can we get it? Can we get it? Can we get it? We got it the day before the wedding. We got it the day before the wedding, right? I'm 
point, I was pretty fucking happy with myself. I was like, man, I have discounted this person's wedding rate by 75%. I've provided all of these documents over and over and over again. And then I have done the undoable and I have got this certificate right. That normally takes at least four weeks and we are they're getting married. They're getting married. So I felt really great because, again, I'm here for marriages. I'm here for two adults getting married, right? <laughs> anyway, um, that night, about 9 o'clock, got a call. I'm trying not to say the name as well. I'm definitely trying to and making sure that I am um, protecting privacy. Always will. Got a call from a person. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. What's up? Oh, we're changing the venue for tomorrow. Okay, no worries. We're not getting married at the park anymore. We're getting married at my mum's house. Okay, no problem. By this point, I'm kind of like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> In my head, of course, my customer service voice was on point. But I was like, okay, all right, no worries. So the, the suburbs changed ever so slightly. I'm not going to say the suburbs, right, because that is going to not give away their identity but maybe give a clue to their identity. Um, and I want to, again, make sure that I'm protecting privacy. So I'm going to change the subjects, the, the suburbs, right? I'm going to say that they were getting married in Albion Park and the postcode of Albion Park. So we got there. I got there. I did the wedding. It's great. She was very, very late. I think she was about an hour and a half late. Um, they got married. I left. I was like, praise the Lord, that's all done. Job well done. Great job, Janelle. See you later. Two weeks passed and the certificate arrived from births, deaths and marriages. And it had the full address that they were married and it said Albion Park, or sorry, Albion and the postcode for Albion. But it didn't say Albion Park. It had the right, sorry, it had... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to change the, the suburb for privacy and I'm stuffing myself up. So it had the right postcode. It just didn't say park after the suburb, right? So it said Albion and then the Albion Park postcode, but it just said Albion. And she's like, you've done it wrong. You've done the wedding wrong. Are we even married? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, of course you're married. So sorry, sorry about that. I'm like, I, I think I must have made a mistake when I reprinted it out all out it like the night before. And in my mind, I'm thinking... <laughs> Freaking nine o'clock the night before. And I've had it printed for weeks and then you change it and my brain doesn't work and I did. Anyway, whatever. No excuses. I fucked it up. I was like, no problem. I said, just so you know, this certificate, this legal document, you can still do anything that you want. You can change all of your details everywhere, the bank, be crazy, anything that you need. This will not affect it because you can get married anywhere. You could get married in Melbourne. You could get married at the beach. You can get married anywhere. It doesn't actually do anything towards your marriage it doesn't do anything towards changing your name you can still use it for everything you need to use so but I'll get it fixed I said but corrections can take six to eight weeks okay thanks no worries so by this point I'm thinking oh my golly I have followed up a correction I've lodged it I've sent the receipt the paperwork to the client and she rings me daily is this fixed yet I need to lodge my marriage blah 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 it's nothing you need to do my love it's all done now being very clear that I have very like easy outlineable steps as to how or what you need to do after a marriage and you don't need to do anything to register your marriage. You just need to apply for this to be from birth and marriages. You did at the time, your celebrant can do it for you now, which is a lot easier. 
And then you use that to change your name. And I explained and explained and explained and explained and explained and explained until I was blue in the face, often so calmly, that that certificate would suffice. But the one with the correct suburb, the Albion Park rather than the Albion, would arrive in the mail too. But please give it six to eight weeks. Still messaging daily. We're three weeks in at this point. And I was going on holiday with my little family. It was the first holiday we'd been on. And I said, look, I'm going on my holiday because it was my phone. It was my personal Facebook. It was my Facebook business page. And I ended up saying, can you please stop messaging me about this? This is where it's at. I can't do anything else right now. Here's the case manager. Here's the name of versus emojis. Here's the, like, the, for- the forte that you need to go through, right? The process you need to go through. Yep, yep, yep. And then she messaged again. And I said, look, I need to really respectfully ask you not to message my personal Facebook or my phone. You can message my my um, business page. That's absolutely fine. I'm about to go on holidays with my family. Um, this is all the details here. I'm not going to have a conversation any further about this. I will check in with you in six weeks to see if this has been actioned for you. Um, and she kept going. And I said, look, I'm going to have to block you now because this is just too much. You know, boundaries. I know I wasn't strong on having big boundaries <laughs> back then. Boundaries weren't, you know, um, so necessary. I feel that once we have our boundaries broken, that's when we know that we need boundaries. But until that point, we don't really realize and so I blocked on my personal page, but still had, you know, the element to contact via email or via my business page. And then the abuse started. <laughs> and then like, you know, on Facebook, when someone says, hey, can anyone recommend a marriage celebrant? Now, my name used to light up those chats. It used to be like, ding, 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 ding. And then it was this person saying, I disagree, terrible marriage celebrant, stuffed up my paperwork, we're not even legally married, didn't do anything, wasn't flexible, all this kind of stuff. This went on for two years, two years, two years, trolling every post where someone asked for a marriage celebrant and dragging my name through the mud. To the point that I actually responded to one and I said, you're actually the reason that I don't take on weddings anymore. This is how difficult you were to deal with. (laughs) It takes a lot to push me outside of professionalism, but that really did. Anyway, I ended up having to send a cease and desist to this woman. Just keep your name out my mouth. Because the other thing actually that she did, we were running a photo booth company at the time. She messaged someone who worked for the photo booth, who she'd seen comment on just a random post in one of the Facebook groups, and said, hey, do you work for Janelle? She said, yeah, I do. Janelle and Dan are lovely. And she said, yeah, look, worst marriage celebrant ever. Stuffed up my wedding. <laughs> my staff member called me and told me the story. And that's when I sent a cease and desist because I was like, this is three years ago. I absolutely did not stuff up her wedding. There was a minor error on her certificate, which admittedly was 100% my fault. However, X, Y, Z, you know, couldn't, wouldn't, didn't obviously go into a, a story with personal details, but holy fuck balls, right? Holy fuck balls. Um, so ended up sending a cease and desist to say, stop dragging my reputation through the mud. Enough. So that story, big story, see why Dan was like, tell it on the podcast. <laughs> tell it on the podcast, babe. So many twists and turns. I started to beat myself up about it because I was like, I've worked so hard to have such a good reputation. I've given back so much. I always do. 
I, you know, always did weddings for people who were ill for free. And, you know, when people moved their weddings forward because they had a terminally ill family member, it was always me. I was always the one doing that for free. It's what I like to do. And it really shook me. And now I look back and I laugh and I just go, why am I letting this person make me feel bad about what I offer when I know that I offered so much and I offer so much and in that circumstance, many, 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 most other celebrants would have walked away a million times and just said, look, I can't help you sort it out yourself. So the moral of this story, my loves, is you will never be enough for some people. You will never do enough to make some people happy. You will never do enough to gain someone's some people's approval. And we need to stop trying. We need to be doing things of service. Like we need to be acting in service and doing things out of service because we want to because it makes us feel good to give back, not because it makes us out to look like a good person, not because it's going to make someone else happy. Now, I know that that sounds really, really harsh, you know, and being of service is the best way to boost your mood, 100%. To do something nice for someone is the best way to boost your own mood and theirs as well. But I find often we look outside of ourselves to go and get some form of recognition of being a good person. And people thinking or knowing that we're a good person makes us feel more worthy of that title, you know, or that's the be all and end all. We want everyone to say, oh, she's so kind. Everyone just loves her. To me, that was like the epitome of an epic compliment. Whereas now I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Your view of me is based on your energy and your treatment of me. You know, we don't have to be kind, soft, and overgive at every point. And that story, I was kind, I was soft until I was stood upon and stamped upon. And I, I will never regret it because it's one, funny. And two, it taught me a really great lesson, which was boundaries is so fucking important. So fucking important, you know? Um, yeah. And some people will always be a victim and that's okay. So little moral of this podcast, one, entertain you. You're welcome. <laughs> Two, to let you know a bit about my background as a marriage celebrant. And if you're a marriage celebrant and you ever need any help on anything, reach out. Lo I loved what I did. I loved it. And I still do it for friends and family, but very, very rarely. Um, everyone's married now, right? Three, just do you. Sit in your own integrity. Do things because it makes you feel good to be of service. Don't expect recognition from others and don't ever expect anyone else to recognize who you are in full because people can only see you as deeply as they see themselves, you know? So if someone sees you, sees themselves as why they would take on another, I think she started to say things about like, she did two weddings in one day and then she made a mistake on mine and blah, blah, blah. And it was completely removing the story of I extended my hand to help you and barely made a cent <laughs> on top of that I, I just counted my rate by 75% and you know if you were happy to do that then we could do it in the morning or whatever it was but moral of the story is no matter what you do for some people they won't see it they will not recognize your worth they will not think that you are enough they will not think that you did enough for them so do what feels right to you. Do enough that you feel in integrity and then you start to go, no, fuck this, I'm being walked all over. Not happening. Boundaries. Badass boundaries is where it's at, my loves. I love you. Have a beautiful day and I'll check back in soon. Bye.